0: time on the rocks but we don't have rocks today we don't have rocks we have a flute with a champagne cocktail it's pretty it's not that pretty
1: it sort of reminds me of like a dark beer ish
0: thing yeah the glasses are really cool
1: thank you my aunt got me for these years and years ago got these for me got, got these, these for me years and years ago it is a solid um cylinder of crystal lead crystal with a champagne flute board out of the center
0: yeah so we're drinking from russia with love from russia with love so okay
1: which is appropriate because i always felt that these glasses reminded me of those like russian vodka drinking glasses which you googled and couldn't find but in my head when i got these they reminded me of these this specific russian vodka
0: drinking glass and now we're drinking a russian champagne cocktail right
1: well that's what i'm saying it's appropriate it's apropos
0: so basically as i mentioned it's a champagne cocktail so it's a half ounce of godiva chocolate liqueur half ounce of chambord which is raspberry liqueur which i'm not super excited about and then you top with champagne
1: And you would not let me use our good champagne, so we have cheap champagne.
0: Yeah, we're using cheap champagne, because I don't think this is going to be... Every
1: time we've done a champagne cocktail, we've used cheap champagne, because we're afraid of it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Basically. Basically. But has
1: any of our champagne cocktails ever been that delicious? Um, Silk Road. That is true. That one was
0: good. That one I do like.
1: The Irish Mer was not...
0: Not good. No. I didn't
1: even think I drank that.
0: I had another one too that had a champagne, I believe. Did we? I don't we? remember. I don't remember either. Anyway, let's try it. Okay,
1: I'm scared.
0: The smell is not pleasant. I don't hate it. I don't like the smell either, but the taste is not The taste is not horrible. I would like an ice cube. Yeah, maybe. I think if you were to be someone that wanted to make this drink, I would maybe shake the shampoo and chocolate liqueur so it was chilled. Yes,
1: and mixed because it kind of feels like there's stuff floating in the bottom.
0: Yeah, I think that's the chocolate liqueur. Which is probably the good part. I don't know. I don't hate it.
1: Okay, I still want an ice cube. Child. Ooh, child. Oh, you should have seen the eye roll I got. Things are gonna get chillier. <laughs> All you fellow moms, it's seventh grade. So, you know, attitude but she's very sweet she's bringing us ice cubes (laughs) thank you so much i will also
0: take one ice cube (laughs) from your sweatshirt
1: oh that is service right there all right what are you telling me about that has to
0: do with russia so i'm going to take and love it's kind of love so i'm going to tell you about (laughs) anatoly moscovin the russian doll maker
1: Ooh. Yeah. Um with true crime, that could go bad. It could go bad.
0: That's is what I'm it saying. Going where my brain is thinking. The story's ooky. <laughs> so, most oh. most of this I got from Mister- mysteriousuniverse.org and all that's interesting. Okay. Um so the reason why I even learned of this story though is because I was we had already picked our cocktail Uh and I thought I had a topic and then I was listening to last podcast on the left and they were doing their side stories and they briefly mentioned this story Uh and I'm like okay that's my story I have to know more about it so okay you have to just
1: drink this you can't hold it up to your nose you can't
0: smell this cocktail
1: oh so I'm like trying to be like all sly and just take a sip and then it's next to my nose and that doesn't
0: work yeah hold your nose so, Anatoly Moscovin was born in 1966 in Gorky, Soviet Union, which for you children, that was what Russia uh, was called. That's right, they don't know. Yes.
1: Okay, prior to 1989, you know how the United States has a bunch of states and they're all together, but they're under one country? russia was like that too ish except there were a bunch of separate countries that russia took over and said hey you belong to us now and put them together it was called the ussr then in 1989 they tore down the wall more on the wall later and it became several countries yes
0: in this case russia so moscowin grew up in nizhny novgorod the fifth largest city in russia and he began wandering through cemeteries with friends as a child because that's what you do because that's what you do and later in 2011 there was an article published where moscovin recounts a story that happened to him when he was 13. so he said that
1: doesn't sound good
0: it's not (laughs) so moscovin said that a group of men in black suits stopped him on the way home from school and they were going to a funeral for an 11 year old girl they dragged him along and they forced him to kiss the girl's corpse why i don't know but it gets weirder and then he kissed her and the girl's mother put a wedding ring on his finger (gasps) and then one on his her daughter's finger why yeah i don't know because i couldn't find anything as to how that would be a practice that was done i mean talk about corpse bride yeah so um, that's
1: crazy it's crazy so they just needed her to be married and so they to, found a boy that was afterlife like
0: afterlife thing i guess and they found a boy and they're like take him what year he was 13 but what year was this so he was born in 66 so that was 79 so that is reasonably modern
1: times and they're still doing things like kidnapping children and putting rings on their fingers
0: yeah oh
1: that's insane yeah Look right at the people walk home from the park
0: So from that time on, Moskvin had a complete obsession with death, with cemeteries, and the occult.
1: Okay, but that seems like a leap from, yes, creepy thing to happen to you, blah, blah, blah. But to go into an obsession with dead bodies and the occult, there was something there prior.
0: There was something there prior. So as an adult, Moskvin was mostly known as an academic. He spoke 13 languages. He traveled extensively. Wow his specialty was celtic history and folklore cool yeah and so he was really into the languages as i mentioned um also into linguistics he had an advanced degree in celtic studies and the interesting part about that is their mythology has a lot of blurred lines between life and death oh
1: interesting but why are they allowing someone to get an advanced degree in mythology in
0: the ussr in the 70s Probably because he was so weird that they were just like, just let him go to school, I guess. <laughs> let him do what he wants. So um, he also was a self-proclaimed expert on cemeteries. Ah. And his, some colleagues even said that his work was priceless. So he basically had been commissioned to compile a list of everyone buried in more than 700 cemeteries around the region.
1: Oh, well, that's kind of a fun little bookkeeping um clerical thing,
0: yeah, and he did a really good job, so he did... I would
1: probably enjoy that yeah
0: the, you
1: can learn a lot historically from cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Um, husband took me up once to his the the town where he grew up to the cemetery up there, and it was absolutely fascinating just looking at the different headstones in the the common years that people died you could see when an influenza went through the community and the town where we live has a historic cemetery and you can look at the same things it's 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 interesting data gathering
0: yeah and that's mostly what he did Um, the only weird part about that is that he traveled to each cemetery by foot most of the time and he camped out in the cemeteries at night well okay yeah i don't know i mean maybe he was only paid enough to subsist on and he couldn't stay in a hotel or maybe it's there wasn't
1: hotels russia in the 80s yeah they were spending all their money on you know sputnik and mm-hmm. nukes and stuff arms race do you remember getting under your desks yeah to practice for the not for the war? earth
0: not for the earthquake drill <laughs> There was the earthquake
1: drill too but the, the one yeah so we would have to do like y'all do fire drills nowadays we would do nuclear what do they call it yeah what did they call it but we would sit underneath the desks. And yeah. now looking back I'm like that would do nothing. That was the stupidest thing ever.
0: Nothing it was a waste of time.
1: But we had to get under our desks and hide there in case they dropped the bomb.
0: Bomb was it a bomb drill? No. Air a- raid drill? Air raid drill, maybe. I don't know. I don't know.
1: But they they were afraid they were going to drop a nuclear bomb on us and our our plywood desk would protect us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So he, um, as I mentioned, he took detailed notes on each cemetery. Right. He researched the histories of the ba- of all of the people buried there, and then he published a series of articles that were entitled "Great Walks Around Cemeteries" and "What the Dead Said." And these articles are still being published in a weekly newspaper. How many today. of
1: them said, "Let him kill
0: me." <laughs> Ooh,
1: done. Oh, oh yeah, we're trying not to get murdered. Sorry.
0: yeah. <laughs> this is the russian episode where we're not gonna get we're not gonna get murdered no hopefully
1: well putin did not come after us
0: and neither did mi6 so i think we're reasonably safe we're reasonably safe um so personally he was very reclusive he lived with his parents he never dated anybody he never married because he hangs out in cemeteries mhm He didn't drink. He didn't smoke. He mostly just stayed home in his room surrounded by his books and documents and creepy dolls.
1: Creepy dolls. Creepy dolls. I said headstones. Creepy dolls fits there also. Yeah.
0: So most of the people that knew him just thought of him as another eccentric academic and just kind of brushed him off as like, well, that's how some academics are. (laughs) So this all changed in 2011. So it had been. Oh, this is recent. This is recent. Yeah, Like, they just catch him recently. This is not ancient history. So he lived through the fall? Yeah. Dang. So now we're in Russia. I would not want
1: to be in Russia during that time.
0: So in 2011, it had been discovered that there was a series of desecrated graves around Nizhny Novgorod. Okay. And around that, those were all the cemeteries where Moskvin had been doing his survey. So the leading theory was that the desecration was done by some extremist organizations. So the police put together a task force and it was mostly like this unit of their most experienced detectives. And they all specialized in like crimes done by extremist groups. Okay.
1: So now hold on though. He was born in, he was 11 in like 76 or whatever. Yeah. He was born in 68, 66, 66. So he is in his, Forties in
0: 2011 i don't do math i don't do math it sounds reasonable and he's running around in cemeteries desecrating graves well no i mean we don't know that so we know that anyway for two years this investigation (laughs) led nowhere okay graves were continuing to be desecrated nobody knew by who or why so the police decided that they would speak to moskvin because they knew that he knew the cemetery so well and that yeah. maybe they maybe he had some information that could help them find out who would who might be doing it. So they go Which to Which is a, completely reasonable. Reasonable, yeah. He's an expert in the area and in Let's go talk to yeah. the expert. So during the conversation they be, the police started becoming suspicious of him and they were inside his apartment and they noticed that Moskvin's apartment was full of life-sized dolls toys books and clothing in children's sizes which was weird because he had no children
1: and your brain would go crazy places Uh uh-huh
0: and the other weird part is that the police also noticed that there was an unpleasant smell coming from the apartment that's never good when there's an unpleasant smell it's never ever never good. good So the police decided to do a little more inspection. Okay. And they realized that the dolls weren't dolls. Oh, gross. They were mummified remains of children.
1: Did he kill them or did he just dig them up? Yeah, I I not that it makes that much difference.
0: Yeah. So he didn't kill the children. He did not kill the children. Well,
1: at least he's got that going for yeah. him.
0: So all in all there were 29 bodies in and his he apartment would
1: just dress them up like little
0: yeah they were dressed up in they were dressed up in fine clothes and he had them arranged like dolls how did he mummify them so, I'll, I'll tell you that okay so the police also discovered that the clothes worn by the mummified corpses were the clothes that the children had been buried in Ooh. yeah so they also found in his apartment manuals on doll making They found doll making not mummy making doll making yeah they also found various other items that had been taken from graves they found photographs showing open graves and disinterred bodies so what was the smell did he have some like in process well when we when i talk about his mummification technique i'll go into it because it's not like he was an egyptian professional mummifier okay okay oh there were also photographs showing open graves and disinterred bodies moscovin was super cooperative he didn't make any attempt to hide what he had done and he even sat and calmly explained to them his mummification technique let me tell you what i do yes so um first okay he would use interested yeah in case you need to know this one day so first he would use a combination of salt and baking soda on the bodies and then he would place the corpses okay hold
1: on hold on hold on i have a question are these bodies so this is the this is like the 90s 2000s blah 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 but this is russia are these bodies like when when a person dies here and we actually bury the body which i don't think happens that often anymore but they typically replace the blood with embalming fluid correct Mm -hmm. yes
0: have has that process been done with these bodies i can assume considering it was a large city that they did have that type of technology. I don't I can't say for sure that it was done every time. But. Okay. So he's continuing
1: a process that has started ish. Yes, yeah, so he's trying think. to
0: preserve them more than they than they've been preserved than just for the 5 days yeah. before the funeral. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he basically rubbed them with salt and baking soda. Then he would move them to a drier place in the cemetery to speed up mummification. So like a crypt or somewhere like that if there were crypts and then isn't
1: depending on where you are in russia it's a reasonably wet climate
0: yeah i don't know the climate in in uh, where he was at but somehow he got it to work so then he would stuff the bodies with padding he applied wax masks and he wrapped the limbs like the hands and feet so that a it wouldn't deteriorate and B, like anyone that saw them wouldn't instantly see like human hands Fingers. and feet yeah it yeah. looks like a mitten like a doll yes so <clears throat> in some cases he even added music boxes so that when the dolls were moved they would sing
1: the face i'm making right now is uh...
0: yeah it's uh um in other bodies He had stuffed personal belongings and clothing. Where is he stuffing this stuff? Inside the body cavity. And one of them even contained a piece of her own gravestone with her name on it.
1: He just put a stone inside like her
0: stomach. Yeah. Another one. She'll
1: sit up straighter that way.
0: Another one had a hospital tag with the date and cause of the girl's death. And then a third one had a dried human heart inside it. Don't know if it. Heart? Don't know they don't know or its heart they don't is? didn't find that out
1: um Wow. Well, what was his did he ever give an explanation as to
0: why uh-huh yeah so then when the dolls began to decay he returned them back to their graves
1: oh so this wasn't a he didn't keep forever he just put them up until they weren't pretty anymore
0: yes and then he would return them to their graves so he
1: was not a master mummification
0: no he moron. did he like was a preserver i would say more than a Master mummification Earth or...
1: stink
0: yeah, that's why yeah that's I mean, why they had found a dead out.
1: mouse behind the wine one time and I threw up when I had to throw it away.
0: Yeah, I had a dead mouse in my classroom back in my teaching days one time and we couldn't find it, couldn't find it and I knew it was there because it was so disgusting and then it was like right there next time I knew. I
1: did not understand. well, we smelled it and we smelled it and we couldn't figure out where it was. We thought it was in the laundry room. And then I was moving the wine around one day, and I saw it, and I'm like, okay, got to take care of that, blah, blah, blah. Figuring it was hard enough, but when I went to move it, it released smell.
0: Oh. I
1: literally went to the bathroom and vomited.
0: Yeah, I'm about to right now. Yes,
1: and husband wants me to clean out the pool. The above ground pool with the frogs. Nope.
0: Yeah, nope. that's
1: my answer right there.
0: Yeah, burn it.
1: but we love the pool he just needs to put a cover on it in the winter so the frogs don't jump in there and decease
0: um so by the time they discovered moscovin's deeds they had realized he'd been doing it for more than a decade and nobody had previously been aware oh
1: my grossness yeah where are his parents Do they not come visit they live with him he lives with them he lives with his parents and no one said hey son your room stinks
0: yeah And he's in his 40s, and he lives with his parents, so...
1: Well, then they were just ignoring him. Yeah. Because they wanted their own life. Oh my, that's just nasty.
0: Yeah, so he threw parties for his dolls, and he talked to them like they were still alive. So...
1: Oh, he was very lonely.
0: Yeah, and although they had found 29, they believe that he probably had defiled up to 150 graves. and.
1: Was there any indication that he had particular um, biblical proclivities towards no. these children? Oh, good. No, not good, at all. Good. Yeah.
0: Good. Yeah. Thank goodness for that. But um, they, were the, they were all girls and young women. The ages range from 11 to 30. And so when, when um, they were able to speak with him about why, he said that he felt sympathy for them. And he thought that he could bring them back to life eventually through occult practices yeah and he said that the dead children would call him when he was doing his graveyard surveys and that's how he knew who to dig up so he believed that they were asking him to dig him up i think he truly did believe that oh
1: yeah he was there was something wrong yeah so very very very
0: wrong he also said that the reason why he dug the graves up is because his biggest dream was to have children but the russian adoption agencies wouldn't let him adopt because he didn't make enough money weirdo and he said that all the girls that he kept as dolls he loved, but there was a few that he kept in the garage because he decided that he's grown to dislike those girls. Which I'm. What? Yeah. He got tired of them, so he put them in the garage. Which is. Were terrible. They
1: forming opinions.
0: <laughs> Did they actually come back to life? <laughs> oh, Grody, Grody, Grody. But, like, yeah, so his parents were like oh we had no no idea seriously bs his this is a quote from his mom she said we saw these dolls but we did not suspect that they were dead bodies inside we thought it was his hobby to make such big dolls and didn't see anything wrong with it
1: and they never noticed the fact that it smelled
0: yeah there's some huge denial there at least big time so he was charged with the desecration of graves okay. but he was diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic and right. he was deemed unfit to stand trial so he was released to a psychiatric facility which is where he is today and he allegedly told authorities to not bother reburying the girls too deeply because he'll just unbury them when he's released oh. So, but they will be pretty by then, hopefully. That's not that I
1: want them to be not pretty, but I want him to be locked up a long time.
0: That's my story from Russia with love
1: because that's so lovely.
0: It's, yeah, hooky love.
1: Yes, my story is not so much lovey either, but she's okay. So, I feel like I've been on like this badass woman kick, and I don't know why. Um, this particular person I had never heard of which I'm stunned that I've never heard of her until um, husband got me started listening to Mike Rose. And that's why I heard it. And he did a podcast on this person. And I'm like, she's kind of awesome. I want to learn about her. So that is when I called you and said, we're doing Russia. Um, So this one, I'm going to butcher her name. I'm going to butcher all of the names. I apologize. Just roll with it. Right. You're just going, if you are from Russia, sorry. Um, So Ludmila, mikhailovat um, later she got married and it was polichenko that i can say was born in Bila tskura ukraine on july 12th 1916. she and her father moved to kiev when she was 14. she was love by- their
0: chicken by the way kiev chicken kiev i love uh, it yes <laughs>
1: she was a little bored there and so she was looking for something to do so she joined a shooting club the Slavaklum shooting club she was really good at this like
0: like annie oakley good
1: annie oakley good good so she's winning several awards she then um again it's that time of the century we've talked about other women who lived in this time of the century and their lives kind of got derailed. So she's winning several awards for shooting, but along comes that nasty old man, Hitler. And so she had to go to work. So she started working as a grinder in the Kiev Arsenal factory to make bullets to go fight Hitler.
0: So she's really into like her whole shooting bullet thing. Like, Did she purposely go do that? Or I was... don't
1: know if she purposely chose that place or if it was just... Hey, you're a girl with small fingers. You get to come work here now because hmm. we need bullets.
0: Interesting either way.
1: Yeah, it is. So while she's at the factory, she meets a man named Alexei Polichenko and they get married in 1932. She's 16.
0: Seems um, reasonable for that age. Though. <laughs> totally.
1: Um, they have a son, Rostolov, and she and Alexei soon divorce after um, Rostolov's birth. So Ludmila started going to school. She's working on her master's degree in history from Kiev University. I'm not sure how she went from working in a factory to going to the university. Just applying
0: for a master's.
1: Somehow she did. Um, she was specializing in the Ukraine revolutionary Bod- Bodan Kaminsky, Klemensky, whatever. She continued her education up until 1941, and Germany really started invading and coming into the soviet union at this time and she was like well that's not right so she decided i'm gonna go join the army because what you know plucky 20 something is not gonna join the army when hitler's invading Mm -hmm. so she goes into the office this just cracks me up she goes into the office and she says hey i want to be in the army and they said oh honey that's nice would you like to be a nurse? Would you like to work in a factory? What would you like to do? And she says, no, I want to be in the army. And they said, oh. They're um. like,
0: but you have a vagina.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're like, sweet girl. So then she literally, like, to the recruitment office, had taken all of her medals, and she just dumped them on the counter. There you go. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, that's a different story.
0: We might have one spot open now.
1: <laughs> I think we can figure something out for you. So she became one of only 2,000 female sharpshooters who were um, allowed into the Red Army. Now, I realize that the Red Army was massive because wasn't that one of their things, wasn't that one of their things that when Germany was killing them, they just kept having more and more and more people? Yeah. Okay, so I guess 2,000 is not that big of a number. 2,000 seems like a big number to me.
0: Yeah, they had like millions, I think.
1: Yeah. So there were two thousand female sharpshooters, and um, Mila was Mila was one of them. Um, however, when the war ended, she was one of only five hundred that lived. Ooh, two thousand female sharpshooters went in; five hundred came out.
0: But tons of Russians died in the war. Ton- like yes, ridiculous amounts of Russians. So died that ratio is not unreasonable.
1: It's not, but it just seems like okay. Wow. So one in four died. Mm-hmm. No, one in four lived.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, one, one in four, four lived. lived, which is crazy. So anyway, she was quoted as saying, um, I joined the Army when women were not yet accepted. She was assigned to the 25th Rifle Division. Her favorite weapon was an 1891 model Mosin-Nagant bolt action with a four times P.E. Um, and then I have the word Elenyana um telescoping sharp sight as her preferred weapon
0: i'm sure that means something to our lot of our Probably. we have, do have a lot of male listeners We have a lot of male listeners so i'm sure that means something to people that are into guns which okay. is typically a male thing but so
1: it's e-m-e-l-y-a-n-a D- none of that means anything to me no but she i know what a bolt action weapon. is That's i know what a know. bolt action is and i know what a telescoping sight is yeah that too i got one for valentine's day one year that's so sweet I know husband's so romantic (laughs) so she's super smart she um decides she's she's good at tricking people she'll sometimes tie pieces of cloth to nearby bushes as she's to distract her enemies as she hides um she'd set up decoys and one of her favorite things was to quote unquote hunt in the rain to disguise any movement and also to disguise the sound of her shots as she takes people out wow oh she's badass um she gets her first two confirmed kills near again it's it's a word russian place lots of lots of vowels bel ya okay <laughs> yeah that place um and then they moved her to an area near odessa and there she killed another 187 people
0: holy moly
1: yeah Um, She was promoted to senior sergeant in August of 1941, just after her 100th kill. She had been in the army less than a year.
0: Oh, what? She's good. She's good.
1: Like she sees you, she kills you. If she gets a line of sight, she's going to take you out. Um, Her unit was withdrawn to sea to an area near Sevastopol and by the Crimean Peninsula, and she fought there for eight months. Um, by this point, the Germans knew who she was. Oh.
0: They knew her by name. They would... They probably have, like, her picture on their probably. Target practice.
1: <laughs> they would try to, like, taunt her. They would be like we have your comrade here come out come out they would call her cat caller and she never fell for any of it but their favorite expression to call her instead of by her name was that russian bitch from hell (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) so she's she's causing some problems she's doing some damage um during one battle she was in a tree and she was spotted and she knew she was spotted. She like somehow, Katniss Everdeen. Like Katniss Everdeen. She somehow like got a, like a glimpse of something, but she knew she'd been spotted. So what does Mila do? She lets go of her tree, falls 12 feet, and then stays there for hours. Oh, gosh. She just lays on the ground. She fell, just stayed there. She laid perfectly still. When the night fell, she finally like crawled away. So, you know, she took playing dad to a whole new level right there. Fell 12 feet out of a tree. Oh my gosh. To to make them think that they had gotten her. Yeah. So um in May of 1942, she was promoted to lieutenant and she was given a special citation by the Southern Army in honor of her service. She was on a solo assignment once and she saw a helmet and she said okay why did i see that she didn't like oh i say helmet bang she saw helmet and she thought why did i see that that was that was really easy that's not normal it's a mm-hmm. decoy so she had she would set up in these like little nest things where she would have her food and her water and she could sit there under this little hidden thing with
0: just her rifle and just her
1: little scope out. I do
0: that but that's just me watching a netflix
1: <laughs> no this was this was they were going to shoot her if she moved so she i hope no one's gonna shoot you if you watch netflix and move i had a funny line but i lost
0: it <laughs> It just whoop, went away insert funny line insert here. insert
1: funny line funny line here so anyway she's she's in this little nest and she knows that this is like trappish so she scoots back out of her little sniper hidey hole into a briar bush every time she breathes she has
0: briars poking her all over. With Br'er Rabbit and...
1: Yes, Br'er Rabbit was there. He said, hey, can I get you anything? She said, no, dude, I'm good. Th- left her water, left her food, everything. So she's hanging there. And she stays there forever. And ever. She waited and waited. And finally, the German guy who she's trying to outwit because she knows that he knows... She knows that he knows that she saw him. And so he finally moves. She takes him me- out. <gasps>
0: oh my gosh she was that she's on. ruthless yeah
1: she was like that oh she gets worse so she gets married again she falls in love and marries her spotting partner um leonard katensko and it was also a very short-lived marriage because he was killed oh yeah and this pissed her off um so now she's you know she's good she's killing people but she's doing it like quickly now she's mad. So if she catches a guy, she shoots him in, like, the
0: knee. Or yeah, she's s- like, you're going to hurt. You're going to suffer a lot. Yes, little.
1: but not only is he going to hurt, like, but she'll take out his knee so he can't move. So then the other dudes come out to help him, and she just takes him off.
0: She's she's I, pissed. How, I, is there a word she's about pissed. ruthless?
1: I don't know, but she's mad. And so she's just going to, like, these German guys, no, you're done. Um, in June of 1942, she was actually wounded in fighting, and one of her soldiers was quoted as saying, You cowards, look at this woman. Pachinko has the balls of a man. <laughs> because even though she was injured, she was still fighting and she was still trying. But the Soviets deemed her too valuable to they stay didn't put her in, out in the field. Front line. No, they took her. As soon as she, within a month of being re- uh, injured, she was out, like out, out she at the at that point in her career she had killed 309 confirmed kills and personally taken out over 36 enemy snipers oh so snipers getting the snipers she's that good
0: she's a sniper sniper she's a
1: sniper sniper um they sent her on a tour. They decided she's valuable. We're going to exploit this. So they sent her on a tour to earn money for medical supplies and help. She can't. She traveled to Canada and the United States. She was actually the first Soviet citizen after the revolution to be welcomed by a U.S. president. Oh. Yeah. And she was invited to the White House and introduced to Franklin and Eleanor Roosevelt. She and Eleanor became fast friends. Um, Eleanor was very impressed with her audacity because she was... A woman in a man's world and was kicking butt and taking names. Didn't Eleanor? Like literally?
0: Eleanor met with somebody else too, didn't she? Like there was like another. Oh no, I'm Another
1: war of, person? I don't know.
0: I, no, I got it backwards. I was thinking of like the queen and what's her face? The one you did the story about. Amelia Earhart? No. The one that was like they lived parallel lives.
1: Oh! Um. The Irish woman. Yeah. This was totally different I, year.
0: I was like, yes, totally different.
1: <laughs> Era. Century.
0: It was like kind of it reminded me of that. Yes. And I was like, yes. Did I hear this already? Kind
1: of. Because well, yeah, because Queen Elizabeth and um Grace O'Malley met. They lived very different lives, but they lived very similar lives. So same kind of thing. Eleanor and this woman were comrades as far as the time of their birth and being women in a man's world and that type of thing
0: yeah somehow i it, i got my wires crossed but that's what it reminds me that
1: makes sense yeah so anyway she and eleanor became eleanor became very good friends eleanor said hey why don't we take you on tour because you can come and tell your story to cities in america and probably raise awareness and raise maybe some money for your cause um so she went on a tour across america now We complain about the paparazzi and and stupid reporters now. Mm -hmm. Stupid reporters have always been. Um, She was was asked questions like, um, do you curl your hair? (laughs) What kind of powder do you use? yeah she's a sharpshooter she's taking out 36 german she just snipers
0: be like
1: really kind of yeah i'll tell you what she says in a minute so one reporter actually criticized the length of her uniform and says american women wear their shirts shorter than that and by the way that uniform makes you look fat i mean really really yes so in a speech in chicago she answered Shut up, bitches, basically. She says, Gentlemen, I am twenty five years old and I have killed three hundred and nine fascist invad invaders by now. Don't you think, gentlemen, that you've been hiding behind my skirt for too long? Ooh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. She's not taking it from anybody. Um, she spoke about the heroes and told stories about finding the burned and charred bodies of her comrades, talked about how ruthless the Germans were, and um she she earned a lot of money she earned enough money to buy three x-ray machines for a hospital in moscow which i'm sure were very expensive at the time she was given guns and weapons as presents she got a colt winchester colt In the U.S. and a Winchester in Canada. And I thought Winchester was a U.S. company. Is Winchester a Canadian company?
0: Well, I mean, the Winchester Mystery House is in America.
1: Right. So I was really surprised that America gave her a colt and she got a Winchester from Canada.
0: Maybe they just really like it up there. That could be.
1: I don't know. Um, She visited the U.K. and also earned money there. Um, When she returned to the Soviet, Soviet Union after her tour, she was promoted to major and was never returned to combat she spent the rest of the war as a sniper instructor
0: i mean i kind of like that yeah she's definitely one of the best snipers yeah she'd
1: earned her keep she'd done what she needed to do and hey now let's teach new people to do that too Mm
0: -hmm. or even if they can just get a little bit
1: yeah what she had because she Uh, had besides just being the fact that she was good at shooting she had techniques like the the tying the cloth to the tree and um hunting in the rain that type Mm -hmm. of thing that she was able to teach so in 1943 she was awarded the gold star of the hero of the soviet union she received the order of lenin twice and many other awards for her service Um, when she returned to the soviet union they made a um, stamp in her honor she returned to her career in history and she worked as a research assistant for the chief to the chief hq of the soviet navy from 1945 to 1953
0: how did that job interview go like tell me about yourself right like, what kind of job well so i killed, killed almost 400 people <laughs> no i've killed almost
1: 400 germans
0: <laughs> different i um at the time i got my master's in history but then after that i became the world's most famous sniper <laughs>
1: i was called the russian bitch from hell by the germans but you can call me (laughs) but so she just went back to this normal life she was very active in the soviet committee of veterans affairs um
0: i wonder what happened when her boss like would tell her to do something like and he knew she wasn't gonna like it if he was intimidated like should I not tell her to, <laughs> like, she was late? Should I not address her? Should I
1: not say she was late? Should I not ask her questions? Well, sadly, this part makes me sad. So Eleanor Roosevelt was later on a tour, later in her life, on a tour of the USSR and during the height of the Cold War. So this is when things are really, like, tense. And she demands to see Mila. She's like, I want to see my friend, blah, blah, blah. She's finally allowed to see her, and Ludmila had remarried by this point. Now, this woman dedicated her life to to Russia, basically. She's working for the Navy. She spent her entire youth in the Army killing Germans, keeping fascists out of Russia. And at the time that Eleanor Roosevelt comes back to find her, she's living in a small two-room two apartment. Not two-bedroom apartment. Two-room apartment. She's an academic.
0: But... Communism.
1: Right, that's what I'm saying. This is a war hero who's an academic who's smart and she's in a two-room apartment. Communism, not good. Um, child number one is coming up the walk with a thing on her head. She won
0: the silent auction. She won the silent
1: auction for two dollars. Oh, that's hysterical. You won! You won the silent auction! It's time to your dog. How much did that cost? $18. It was $6. It was $6. What? Okay, it's a handmade hot dog costume for Little Dog, and it came with a stuffed elephant, which is really cute. It's not stuffed. It's blown up. A blown up elephant, which is really cute. $6. It's adorable. And it goes to 4-H. Oh, that's nice. So, I bet it was the 4-H Sewing Club that made it. Yeah. And you're torturing Little Dog and putting it on him. So she's living in this tiny little house. Um, she's super excited about seeing her friend again. They have this nice exchange similar to Grace O'Malley and Queen Elizabeth. Um, and they, she passed away, sadly, from a stroke at the age of 58 in 1974. She's buried in Moscow. They issued another postage stamp at the time to memorialize her passing. Um it still just seems sad that she was this great war hero and she ended up in a two-room apartment in moscow um woody guthrie wrote a song about her memorializing her u.s and canada visit in 2015 there was a film made about her and her life in a joint russian and ukrainian production called the battle of sevastopol it was very romanticized i'm very curious to see yeah, it we should watch it we should totally watch it um there was a unofficial bio published in the u.s in 2018 by Greenhill books um called lady death may whitman played her in a drunk history episode which by the way drunk history people we'd be funny mike Rowe did that's way i drink or that's way i heard about her um told you that and there's a page about her on rejected princesses i got most of this from wikipedia rejected princesses Suscatory, the famous people world war ii facts and avulai but so rejected princesses is kind of a fun thing
0: okay yeah i'm gonna have to look at that yeah
1: it's pretty cool there's a lot of rejected princesses stuff that's really neat but so that is mila the sharpshooter that i never heard of
0: definitely an expert at shooting
1: she was but i am not an expert Neither are you. No, we're just drunks. We're just drunks. Hey, so we're gonna be going all kinds of fun places this summer, and a lot of other people are. So I have an idea. Okay, what's your idea? What if when you and I go places, we leave a card?
0: And then what do we do with the card?
1: Well, if people find the card, they can take a picture of themselves with the card and email us. And then what? Well, if they email us a picture of them with the card and their mailing
0: address, we'll send them a sticker our stickers are kind of awesome our stickers are totally awesome okay so where can they reach us they can reach us at crime and at gmail.com that's our email and you can also reach us on social media at crime and time otr and that's for facebook or instagram at crime and time otr or twitter at crime and time otr
1: right but email us the pictures of you with our cards at
0: otr at gmail.com. So we'll be sure to see it. Also, right. if you have any cocktail suggestions or stories you want to hear, let us know. Right, totally. And when we see the picture of you with the card, you get a sticker. And you get a sticker. And you get a sticker. And you
1: get a sticker. <laughs>